Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The show is about to start. Right, we have liftoff. In three, two... One. Bam! We are back again for number 10. Cave Crew Radio Season 10. Let's go! CaveCrewRadio.com There was a time when the world turned their back on men. Men with a dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by passion that knows no boundary. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanation. Battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of the I said this with all due respect. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man gonna go to a place like a shot in a beer steak man saying we can stop get pancakes and then we'll get laid all right why do you drink ice cold beer on hot mr clayman what else are you gonna do with it to alcohol the cause of and solution to all of life's problems Is ladies and gentlemen, Cave Crew Radio. Uh, my name is DK. Welcome back to the show. Mystery show is available on podcast. I just want to say, I really have a dry mouth tonight for some reason. Uh, we've been talking about THC and marijuana over the past week. I've not used it in over 30 years, I swear to God, but I honestly got feel. Like, my mouth is dry and I'm having a hard time talking. So, uh, bear with me. I'll drink uh, lots of beer. We are live on uh, Cave Crew Radio. We are live on YouTube. We are live on Facebook. Um, also on Paul Stock Radio in the UK. And um, always available wherever podcasts can be found. We got a great show ahead for you, ladies and gentlemen. Last week, we had technical uh, difficulties, so we got all the stories, all the talking FLA, we got Twitter shits, we got Mike Reads the News, we got major announcements, we got 
epicenters, drinks of the weeks. I don't know. We're going to try and get to it. We'll do our best. Um, but now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what I normally like to do as I play with the camera is bring in our esteemed co-host of the show. And now, he is the king of the sovereign county of Urine Stench and Stenchlandia, the commander-in-chief of the Water Gypsies, the self-proclaimed president of the United States, a university graduate, and always the epicenter of something. Ladies and gentlemen, his Royal Highness, Big B. Yes, live from Queens, New York, I am King B, King of Stenchlandia and the Water Gypsies, your president-elect of the United States of America, and as always, the epicenter of something this week. I am the epicenter of all things corporate uh, cyber phishing attempts. Oh, I've been taking courses on that stuff at work. Oh, my goodness. My week has been consumed with this. So apparently uh, there was a fraudulent job posting on one of the popular job sites out there uh, that was not posted by the company I work for. Uh, it was uh, using uh, recruiters' names that worked for the company I work for and was using fraudulent emails to post this specific job. And uh, we started getting inundated with messages saying, I got offered a job and it just doesn't look right. And they would send us details. And some people would say, I interviewed with somebody, which is you know beyond me. Uh, and I gave them my information and my bank account and all of this. I don't think it's real, though. Um, oh, and this is a big one. Yeah. So uh, I, I've spent the week uh, on calls with our HR department, uh, our the security from our parent company, um, internal meetings, uh, looking through accounts, uh, looking through details of our accounts that we thought might have been compromised, checking all of those backend details to see if anything came in and anything was, was hacked or anything like that. Um, so it turns out our internal accounts were not compromised. Uh, so this is... What it turns out to be and what it what it looks like is that uh, obviously it's a phishing attempt to get other people's personal information. Absolutely. So they can steal that's, money. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. so one person was like, yeah, I told them my bank. And then, uh, you know, another person was like, I was about to send them my Venmo, but then I stopped myself. Uh, and then today uh, we got another message from somebody else that said, yeah, we were sent a check for $9,000 to buy equipment for the home office, but that doesn't seem right in this day and age. So, like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So we're doing all this back-end security stuff now that uh, I've been just consumed with to try to uh, um, mitigate any possible compromise in the future. Like I said, we weren't compromised. It was just a, 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 a phishing posting put on a site it redirected to some site in europe uh and uh um one uh so one of our accounts that we thought was compromised had a bunch of spam that was attempted to be sent out but because of our security settings it wasn't and um uh it, it was you know trying to be sent through an smtp relay which means they were using an ip address to try to circumvent our system 
and their IP address was from Argentina. So, you know, we were, this is what I've been spending my life, uh, this week doing, um, good times. Uh, links, I got your audio and I'm saving that for later in the uh, summer, by the way. Uh, and we can try to get Mike Jolitz to partake with us. Um, we can try. Um, by the way, quick message. Thanks for watching, folks. Hey, yeah. Now, um, on a much smaller scale, we got a, a new email because we were purchased. And what a nightmare for me. Mm-hmm. I was driving the IT guy nuts. Can you... F- I Like, my signature wouldn't save. And it took 15 minutes to answer an email, and he got me fixed on my computer. And then I came in this morning and I said, I got 15 emails and I didn't see them at home because I don't leave my laptop open. I rely on my phone. Well, you got to sign in there too since we did that. Thanks for telling me. And there's like a five stage. I got to do a password. Then they got to text me something. Then I enter it. Then they text me something again. Then I enter it. Fuck off. I'm me. Factor authentication. That's what we are. That's what we are, are, are working on now and um, part of the security. So, yes, we are implementing that as well. Um, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Uh, security, you know, when you get into it, the, 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 um, the complexity of the scams nowadays are, you know, you really got to stay on top of your company you know, systems, security systems. And I don't know if you do the same thing, but like every two weeks, uh, DK, you got to complete this course. And it's like, how do you spot a phishing email? Yeah, I know. I get them at home too. You scan over the email address. You look for words being spelled wrong. If anyone's asking you for personal information, you contact the. I get it. Fuck off. But see, here's the thing. As shown in the incident that occurred this week, a lot of people don't get it because they're like, well, I gave them my bank information. When do you ever, no, ever give your employer your bank information except for when you walk into the office to set up your direct deposit, you hand them a voided check, and you're handing physically handing it to somebody? Yes, agree. Agree. When do you ever give anybody, let alone Venmo information? I have no idea about what Venmo is, by the way. It's like PayPal. It's a, it's an oh. electronic pay service. So someone's going to get paid weekly by PayPal. Yeah, that's the ideal employee. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So, uh, and and obviously we're not responsible for any of this because it didn't happen on our site. It was just somebody stealing uh, identities and names and lifting pictures off LinkedIn profiles to make it seem legit. So none of this is is our fault or have anything to do with our systems. But of course, because it was a fake job posting under our company name, you know, we will bear the brunt of. Yes, the, uh, you'll get one star reviews right. on Google. That'll be your next uh, two weeks. Well, yeah, it was like, you know, in meeting with HR and, and various heads, you know, how do we communicate this out? And we don't want to raise suspicion and we want to be vague, but be direct. And is. Oh. 
I so always that's say, been my, my, my entire week. This week. I think it started on Tuesday, I want to say. And that's literally been my entire week. I always like to uh, say that's above my pay grade. Unfortunately, when you're in IT, most things are not above your pay grade because you touch so many systems. Yeah. No, I get it. I live it too. But uh, anyway, big show. Drink, I'm sure, is coming soon. Mrs. B is a little late tonight. So I will start things off with a major announcement. Endless Summer Beach Party, for those of you that are new, is something we've been doing for, uh, well, pre-pandemic. I mean, it's it's been going on a long time. We get special guests. We have special events. We got the uh, Jolitz Jamboree. We got uh, Amish Comic confirmed. Uh, we're going to play some uh, musical, believe it or what. We, we just try to elevate our game when most people are outside enjoying the weather, come on in, take a break, enjoy us. For those of you that uh, may know, we have a, uh, a little tune we play once in a while here. It's happened where? On TikTok. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Starting next week, by the way, is the Endless Summer Beach Party. Uh, weekly segment, except when Raymond is is, is on the show. Mm-hmm. It happened where? It happened on TikTok. The goal is is to have three videos um, from TikTok, and we're going to vote the favorite. And hopefully, at the end of the summer, we will have three match, and and and, and, and we'll pick the best one. Because we all love we all love TikTok. So I do not. I hate TikTok. I think everybody on TikTok is 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 an idiot. But well, that's the fun so, of it, though. I, I get it. Uh, so the, you're you're gonna pick random videos on TikTok. We're not making them. They're random videos. No, no, like nothing. To, no, nothing with us. Uh, okay. We don't get enough views. Here's the deal. Email cavecrewradio at gmail.com. Uh, post on Facebook, uh, Cave Crew Radio. Uh, get a hold of us somehow. If you see something that is really funny or really bizarre, send it in. We'll consider it. And uh, we need we need your help for this. But I thought it would be really fun. And as, as they say here in New York in the subways, if you see something, say something. Yeah. Excuse me. That's that's a that's just a standard thing here in New York. Uh, after after nine eleven happened, uh, th- th- there was a whole big campaign. If you see something, say something, like suspicious bags or something on the subway. So so let's let's do that for the TikTok out there. Uh, when you're when you're online looking at TikTok, if you see something, say something. Say something. I think it would be. I, I, I just it'll be fun. It might die after a week or two, but we'll run with it. I'm I'm always trying to uh, get creative. All right, so no drink yet. Uh, what uh, should we I do? hear rumbling about i don't know what what uh, exactly is going on but i hear rumbling about upstairs all right, all right so we're gonna go to uh because we got a lot going on we'll go to 
Twitter shits. Ooh. And then um, once we get back, we can do the drink. Or, but I, I, I'm skeptical. We might, maybe technical difficulties with drink of the week. Maybe. Oh, I hear I'm noise. I'm hearing movement, so. I hear noise. Yeah, I hear, I'm, hear, I'm hearing noise. I don't know. I don't hear anything coming to my door yet. Uh, Mike Jolitz is um, watching on YouTube. Very nice. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, earlier in the show, Lynx was asking, are you going to take, or partake, sorry, in the THC for the 400th show where Big B and I get stoned? I can't. Uh, uh, that's one I'm going to download and save on a special thumb drive. And realistically, I, we're doing it on show 400 because that's a a milestone show. Yeah. But if you really wanted to do it legitimately, it would be show 420. True, but I might not. I might not live that long. <laughs> so we we will do it on show 400 because uh, it is uh, Lakes, it is a milestone show. Lake says, "What is TikTok?" TikTok is really stupid. It's like a mini version of uh, YouTube. And um, anyway. Uh, so TikTok is, is like the sewer of the internet. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's where the dumb people go to eat Tide Pods. That All those stupid challenges are on TikTok. Yeah. Some good tips I've I've learned, though. Uh, Link says Joel it's in the house Yes he is uh, Mike says not me Not my drug of choice Mike you have to go back and listen To the podcast Because the video failed last week And you'll understand Why Big B and I Have agreed to this I haven't done it in 30 years yeah, At least same with me. But it's one of those It's like Cutting your thumb and becoming blood brothers. Anyway, I'm not waiting for Mrs. B. She's holding up the entire show because she's making cupcakes for the second communion. We can go to Twitter shits and then hopefully... Let's by do then Twitter shits. Here we go, folks. Mike Jolitz, back again. My favorite segment. Um, I can't wait. I got to get my pen ready. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it's time for another edition of Twitter Shits with Mike Jolitz. Mike Jolitz, Twitter Shits. You write the tweets and he reads it. Mike Jolitz, Twitter shit. You write the tweets and he reads it. Mike Jolitz, Twitter shit. You write the tweets and he reads the fucking shit. All right. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twitter Shits. Yes, everybody, it is the Twitter Shits. On today's episode, we are going to discuss Demi Lovato. Yep, she says she got tired of using they, them pronouns. And this is what Twitter had to say about it. At Goblin the Knob, can't tell you how relieved I am. No more sleepless nights for me. <laughs> At Will the Thrill tweeted, I'll be using the who cares pronouns. At Slapnuts tweeted, thanks for the update. At Doug Needs a Hug tweeted, being woke is tiring. 
At Nacho Claus tweeted, cuckoo. At Scott's a boner tweeted, imagine how the rest of us feel. I mean that as a group, not as an individual. At Mark Not the Grove Grabowski tweeted, we us are sick of it. At Long Duck Schlong tweeted, in the words of the immortal philosopher Roseanne Barr, my pronouns are kiss my ass. At Edgar Allan Noe tweeted, what a dink. At Tom Gives Rusty Trombones tweeted, I'm tired of Debbie Lovato. At Carl's God tweeted, not as tired as we got. <laughs> At Gary's Got a Big Bush tweeted, the 15 minutes of fame has passed. At Mark the Shark tweeted, well, stupidity is exhausting. At Tom Puts His Two Cents in Everything tweeted, she probably just sobered up and realized how stupid it is. At Dirty Sanchez tweeted, no kidding, finally? And finally... In the Twitter shits. The clitoris is a myth. Tweeted, I can't wait till she gets in the porn. Mm. Look at that rack. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that does it for this. The Twitter shits. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be back uh, soon, I hope, with another one. This one was fun. Later. Bye bye. Right, so it's Twitter shit. You write the tweets and he reads it. Right, so it's Twitter shit. You write the tweets and Fuck, I missed the last one, and I think I really liked it, but uh, Lovato, she's a man-eater, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All right, here we go. My five favorite. I missed the last one. I think it would have been my favorite. Number five, Long Duck Schlong. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the all the number ones are going to be put into a contest at our end-of-the-year awards. There's going to be a new award. Uh, I also liked uh, number four, uh, Edgar Allan No. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. That was a front-runner for a while. Um, uh, number three, uh, Tom puts his two cents in for everything. <laughs> I don't know why I like this one at number two. Uh, Scott's got a boner. There you go. But, uh, let me get my drum roll here. Uh, other than the last one, which I missed. Mm-hmm. Gary's got a big bush. Did you catch anything else, or uh... I I wrote down too when you covered them. I had long duck schlong, and Gary's got a big bush. Did you catch the last one? I missed that. No, I, well, I did, but I don't remember. I wasn't like, you know, paying attention to the name so much because I was I was making sure I had the the two written down that I liked. Uh, can you, uh, Mike Joel? Let's dumb it down slow. <laughs> I'm writing, still doing cursive. Cursive. While you're doing this uh, segment. By the way, oh, it, is, hang on. it has let, arrived. Let, let, let me get out of here, folks, and see if I can uh, make this work. No, wrong way. Uh, I don't want to be the one on big screen. Anyway, we'll, 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 we'll bring him main screen, folks. Uh, is it time? Should I play it? Yes. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for... Mrs. B presents the drink of the week.
the drink is here, and, and this is called a lemon drop martini. It has freshly squeezed lemon juice, Ciroc, just plain, plain Ciroc vodka, triple sec, and simple syrup. And it's called what? A sunshine martini. Or a lemon drop martini. Where the fuck did you get sunshine from? I have a lemon sunshine. You know, that old uh, Coke commercial. I'd like to give the world a hug. <laughs> okay. It's not sunshine. It's a lemon drop martini. Lemon drop martini. Is that a uh, original? Uh, it's not original, right? No, it's not an original. Is there extra? So I have that. And she gave me this. Oh, a very tiny little baby bottle. <laughs> well, this is this is this is a what is this called? It's a Japanese cartoon called Gudatama, and you and you can see there's writing on here. It apparently means lazy egg. So there is the egg lying on something. I don't know. Uh, there's pancakes over here. It's a weird fucking like like my son likes it, and my wife likes it, and they had it on one day, and it was really fucking weird. It's you know, I, I mean, you really have to be. That's something on show four hundred. Yeah, uh, you could watch when you're high. Great minds think alike. That is definitely something you watch when you're high. Uh, I I don't get it. Um, there's, it's just fucking weird. All right, we'll, we'll 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 run with that. All right, we got to keep moving here. Um, let's go into the news. Are you ready for the news? No, uh, no sandwich we, on the garnish or anything. Uh, huh? No sandwich. No, 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 no ju just a lemon. Just. I a, think we a, should also have. Um, and we're probably a little late on this. As another award at the end of the year is mm -hmm. drink of the week. My favorite so far uh, also got over 2,000 views on TikTok. Yeah. The Blue Smurf. The Blue Smurf. So far in my nominee. Uh, is, is in the running for, I guess, the favorite drink of the week. Not voted by me, but the, the, the Jokey Smurf. That was what it was called. Oh, I thought yes, it was. Because that, one, that was the one with the sandwich and yeah. all this other crap on it. Oh, I loved it. Yes, the jokey, the jokey smurf. smurf. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while uh, since we've uh, done this, but we do have some stories for you tonight. And uh, here we go. Behind the headlines this week in Weird News. Yes, this week in Weird News, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is about a uh, an orphan. A, 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 a adoption and Big B actually has insider information on this um, this uh, orphan story right so I'm not even going to read this story because uh, I, I watched a, a five part documentary about this on, really uh, the, the five investigation parts. discovery channel five parts yeah, it was. It's a five-part documentary about this. So there is this the family called the Bennetts, uh, and um, they wanted to adopt a child. So they went to um, some 
foreign country. Uh, to, it wasn't the Ukraine. It was some. It was some other foreign country. I think it was in Asia somewhere. Uh, and they had lined up an adoption of a a child. Uh, they were told the child had deformities, which they were fine with. Uh, took them hours, whatever they were waiting. Uh, they were finally uh, met with the the uh, child and took the child back to their hotel. Natalia, that was the the child in the uh, in the picture. Um, first night they had her. Now she was supposedly uh, I don't know, like three or four years old at the time of adoption, uh, or six. I think it was six. Sorry. Um, when they brought her home, the wife went to bathe her uh, and called her husband in and said that she had pubic hair. Oh, dear. Now, when you're six years old, you don't have pubic hair. You should not have, uh, uh, you should not have passed puberty. You should right. not be a, 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 um, a fallopian disaster at that point. So... This started an entire thing with this family. Uh, 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 they kept the uh, they kept Natalia, you know. They they and then they started with this investigation, kind of, with the adoption agency and some authorities to find out exactly how old she was. In the meantime, they bring her back to back to their home here in the U.S. Um, supposedly, then there's no proof of this, but supposedly. Uh, this girl, Natalia, would start saying that she was going to kill uh, the mother and they had they had uh, uh, two other sons. Natalia said she was going to kill the mother and the two sons. This is not a fun story. No, not not. It's not at all. Um, the father said uh, he would wake up at night and see Natalia at the edge of the bed holding a knife. Oh my saying, gosh. Uh, you know, would say, what are you doing? She says, I'm going to kill you. Mind you, there's no evidence of this. This is just what they're saying. Uh, Did she say it in, in, in English? Uh, she speaks perfect English. Okay. Like, right. like I, in this documentary, uh, I don't know how many years after the fact, they interviewed her. Uh, she was being interviewed like to po- a, a deposition. She was being interviewed in a deposition because ultimately what happened was there were lawsuits uh, against both the father and the mother who eventually divorced uh, about neglect and abuse. So the the parents went out of their way to have this girl re-aged to be age 22. She went from being six years old to being 22 years old. So what they holding did, a knife at the end of the bed, right? Now, supposedly. Okay, so you're Again, you're, there's no you're calling this out right now. I can tell as a conspiracy. Well, th- th- if you watch the documentary, that's why I'm not reading the story because it doesn't show the the sociopathic nature of the father. The father was the only one interviewed in the family for for that show. Uh, the wife, the ex-wife. Uh, was not interviewed. They declined to be interviewed for the uh, documentary. And the father was just overacting, kind of like this is his time in the spotlight. And uh, the interview was very animated and was overacting. And like, he's a sociopath. Like, you know, this is, you know, all the lights shining on me. And I'm going to show you how bad this was and how, how 
this wasn't a, a little child. This was a grown adult. Um, they got this girl. Now, we still don't know to this day how old this girl is. Really? She could be like 50. We don't know. Okay. Um, they eventually uh, got to the uh, woman, the, the, the girl's birth mother in the Ukraine. Uh, and according to her, her and the Ukrainian birth certificate, which can often be forged, uh, she was born in 2003 or whatever it was. Um, so when they got her, she would have been six, supposedly. Yeah. Um, but they went through the process of uh, through a, uh, you know, bringing her to various doctors and all of this. And they, they, they got the courts to re-age her to be 22 years old. So what they did is put this child or adult, we don't know, they got her own apartment and left her alone. Now, meanwhile, she has a deformity. She's got, uh, she, she's got dwarfism and like deformity of the legs. So she's not just a typical, uh, you know, midget uh, uh, person. She's got right. deformity of the legs. Like she can walk, but she, you know, it's very difficult. So she but she was of capable of killing everyone. Supposedly. 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 Um, she did have strange behaviors, which led to when they put her in the apartment, you know, the neighbors around would kind of almost try to look after her because they, you know, she's a little person with a disability. They would try to look after her, but she would start wandering into their other apartments, just standing there or just going through ref their refrigerator. And the neighbor's like, what are you doing? And then she's just like, oh, nothing. And then would walk out. That what led them to believe that she was a child because that was like childlike behavior. That wasn't something an adult would do, even a, you know, maybe a sociopathic adult, but she showed no signs of being a sociopath. They took her out of the one, the one uh, place and then put her into a different place that had stairs uh, in Indiana. Yes. Uh, links uh, took place in Indiana. Um, they, they put her in another apartment on the second floor. Uh, so, again, this is a little person with leg deformity. Now she's going to have to climb stairs. Uh, and uh, she was, uh, you know, again, going into neighbors' apartments and just creeping people out. That's when the authorities, the authorities were involved originally because they they were thinking it was a child. It was child neglect and child abuse. But then because they re-aged her to be 22, uh, it just became, uh, you know, just neglect and abuse of a disabled person, basically. Ultimately, it went to trial, and both the mother and the father were acquitted. And um, to this day, nobody still knows how old she really is. Do they know where she is? Uh, no. Uh, she was She was uh, there for the, the trial took place in 2021, I want to say, and then the mother's trial took place in 2022. Uh, the uh, Natalia was at the trial, um, but uh, I don't know. They don't know where she is right now. How old uh, did she look? When they showed the pictures, you could definitely see her aging from the old pictures and the old home videos to when she was being deposed, um, you know, some 17 years later or whatever it was. She definitely aged. So I'm not sure. Um, it kind of looks like she was a child at the time. And then, you know, her, like her facial, obviously she didn't grow. She can't grow because she's got the, the disease, but her face changes. Her face becomes more mature looking. Yeah. 
Um, so to me, she looked like she was a child at the time. Um, you know, it, uh, showed childlike tendencies. And again, holding the knife and saying they were going to kill the family was the father's word. Mm-hmm. There was never every, any evidence of that or anything like that. Final question. Who set this up? Was it her wanting to get out of the Ukraine and uh, posing yeah. as a child? Or was it the adoption agency? It was It was an adoption agency. The, the, okay. the, the, parent, the Bennetts um, put in to adopt a child. Uh, and through the adoption agency, the you know the the Ukrainian birth mother uh, gave up the child. She was with one family apparently, and then that family gave her up again, which ultimately uh, led to the Bennetts having. So, very strange. Truly, I, I think she was a child at the time, and grew to be an adult. Um, but. According to the courts, you know, she'd be like 30-something now or, whatever, you know, however old she is. So you believe she was legitimately a child? I do. From the, from the videos they've shown, like... If you uh, had to rule in the court of urine stench, hmm. you would say she was a child? Uh, yeah, I would say she was a child. Um, the videos they showed, like, she was playing with the neighbor's kids... And playing just as children would play. You mm. know what I mean? Like riding bikes and doing these things, you know, as best that she can do with her disability. She was playing as a child would play. And the neighbors, you know, being interviewed for this documentary said when, you know, she came in the house and then would suddenly walk away. And she said, that's what children, that's a, ch- that's a childlike behavior. That's not an adult behavior. Uh, so they all believed she was a child. I think she was a child. Nobody knows to this day. It's mm. she, and nobody knows where she is. Cave crew uh, mystery, a, a a a a conundrum, if I might say. All and right, if you want to if you want to watch a documentary, it's on uh, um, invasion investigation discovery. It's a five part series called the Curious Case of Na- uh, Natalia Grace. There you go, folks. Give it a watch if you're uh, in a thunderstorm. Here's another uh, interesting story that uh, has to do, I guess, with crime. Uh, Big B, this is this is a true crime fanatic who apparently murdered someone just to see what it was like. I'm interested uh, for your take on this. See, uh, now I am I, I I love true crime. I I watch I read books about serial killers. I read, I watch all the shows. I watch the investigation discovery channel. Um, but my, my interest is psychological. This person's interest was a little different. Okay. Uh, this comes from the insider.com headline reads a true crime fanatic in South Korea killed someone she met online out of curiosity to see what murder would be like for real. I'm just Uh, curious. It's like, Someone orders some kind of new food, and you're like, I'm curious. I'm going to have one bite. How are you curious about murder? Just to try it. Uh, A 23-year-old true crime fanatic was arrested in the South Korean city of Busan on Wednesday in connection with the killing and dismembering of a woman, 
according to law enforcement authorities. Police said they believe the killing was done out of curiosity, driven by the suspect's desire to experience what murder was like firsthand. The newspaper said that uh, Jung Woo Jung confessed to, uh, to the killing and was indicted uh, for murder on Friday. Initially, Jung claimed to have killed the victim during an, an argument, but later retracted the statement when presented with uh, contradictory evidence by investigators. Uh, a police uh, spokesperson, spoke, spokesperson said they suspected the murder was premeditated and was driven by Jung's desire to kill someone for real after she became obsessed with murder from TV programs and books. An investigation of Jung's phone revealed three months' worth of search history on how to hide a corpse. The investigation also revealed that Jung had watched true crime TV shows and borrowed crime books from the library. Police said uh, Jung searched for a victim online, eventually finding one through an app that connects parents with private tutors. Oh, good. good. That's good. That's creative. Two days before the killing, Jun uh, contacted the victim, posing as the mother of a ninth grader to arrange a visit to the victim's home. Police told uh, the Chosun Ilbo, which is the newspaper, that uh, on the day of the crime, Jung went to the home uh, disguised as a student wearing a school uniform she had purchased online. Once inside the property, police alleged that she fatally stabbed the victim. Uh, police then say Jung dismembered the body, placing some of the corpse in a suitcase that she dumped in a wooden area by a river and leaving other parts of the corpse in her own home. Oh, so she's like that clown in Minnesota who buried him. Uh, John Wayne Casey. That's his name. Jung kept the, the victim's cell phone, ID card, and wallet in a bid to try to commit the perfect crime. However, the taxi driver who took her to the wooded area alerted police. Uh, police then found bloodstained clothes in her bags. Jung this is a, like a new age weekend at Bernie's. Why would you take a cab to dispose of a body? That's ludicrous. That uh, I, more and more on that in a second. Jung was a loner and, and a recluse who has been unemployed since graduating from high school five years ago. Uh, the police spokesperson told the Chosun Ilbo that Jung said she feels remorse for what she did. Now, as I said, I like I have several books about serial killers. I have uh, I watch uh, true crime shows. I watch you know true crime documentaries, serial killer documentaries. I watch all of this because I'm very interested in the psychological aspect of this. I'm very interested in psychology in general, particularly abnormal criminal psychology. Uh, so that's where my interest is peaked. What drives people to do this? What goes through their mind? What are they feeling at the time? What do they feel afterwards? This person was just wanted to know what killing somebody felt like. Now you would think, if you're watching these shows, and it is true, you watch these shows enough and you read the books enough, you you kind of get the idea of how to commit the perfect crime. Calling a cab is not one of those ways. No. No. Uh, and uh, Hey, as, taxi. I need you to be my getaway car. <laughs> right. That's, you know, like, you know, calling an Uber to go commit a crime. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, hey, Uber guy, 
I'm robbing your bank. Just go along with this, please. And to uh, I'll give you a good quote, tip. To quote uh, one of the officers from Live PD, uh, they don't catch the smart ones; they catch the dumb ones. Yeah. And in this case, she called a cab to go hide the body. That's it. That's really dumb. But a good story. A good story. Oh, I didn't mean that. Hang on, guys. Get that out of there. All right. Well, let's let's make things a little bit more positive, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about a birthday party that went wrong. She called a taxi. She called a taxi, ladies and gentlemen. To dispose of the body. You heard it here first. Better than Dr. Phil, Jerry Springer, Maury Povich. Uh, Link says, uh, haul the body away in a cab doesn't leave evidence in your own car. Good point. But why uh, why call a cab when you, you have a driver there to witness? You could go rent a U-Haul, make sure it's clean, and put it back on time. Nobody would know. There you go. Even if you rent it using your own name, that means nothing. People do that all the time. Yeah. My name is John Jones. Anyway, birthday party. Hallelujah. Pinatas, cake, ice cream, clowns. Oh, damn it. A hard time. <sighs> Some of these sites suck. Okay. Uh, this next story comes from the Bristol Post in the UK. Oh, Lovely people. Headline reads, man turned into King Kong and threatened partner with a knife after being served cauliflower cheese. Cauliflower cheese. How does, how does one turn into King Kong? A down-end man became so enraged when he was served cauliflower cheese on his birthday, he turned into King Kong, a court heard. Timothy Robinson looked dead in his eyes, telling his partner, do you want to see the real Timothy? With that, she described how, looking like King Kong, he began snarling, took a bread knife out of a drawer, and held it four centimeters to her face. Mercifully, a, a friend bread of knife. the couple. Merciful, mercifully, a friend of the couple who had come for tea grabbed Robinson's <laughs> arm, but Robinson managed to grab her throat and squeeze it. Uh, the 46-year-old of, of Dibden Close pleaded guilty to two assaults, strangulation, assault, uh, occasioning actual bodily harm, and threatening with a blade. With a uh, bread knife. A bread knife. Yeah. Uh, the judge jailed him for two years and nine months. Uh, the judge told him, you have be behaved violently towards her on different occasions. All the offenses are made more serious by the fact you were affected by alcohol at the time the offenses were in her home and the offenses were committed in the context of domestic violence. Ooh. The judge imposed a restraining order banning Robinson from full contact with the complainant for five years. Uh, Lucy Taylor, who was the prosecutor, outlined a catalog of offenses uh, admitted by Robinson. These included events on his 46th birthday when Robinson became enraged, looked like King Kong, and put a knife to her throat. Uh, though a friend uh, pulled his arm away, he managed to squeeze. Uh, I don't know, they're just repeating these things. How do you uh, look like King Kong? Uh, I I don't know. 
Uh, as he was pushed to another room, he shouted that he would kill his partner when their guests left and hoped she would be raped. After that, she decided to call the police. This show's really becoming a uh, downer. It gets better. Okay. Uh, the court did uh, heard how in February Robinson strangled the complainant until she went limp, gouged his fingers into her eyes, and headbutted her seven times in the head. Holy the shit! Sarah said she suffered <laughs> bruising to her face, and Robinson made her stay at home, telling her to say she had COVID. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. All right. There's other things, but it's just more more of the. Uh, this is a classic example of the cat came back. Like, leave. I, I never, I know you're into the uh, psychological. Somebody beat the shit out of oh, me. Oh, yeah, I don't get that either. You know, when when um, spouses abuse, or spouses or significant others abuse their partners, why do you go back? Yeah. I just don't understand. There's got to be some kind of, uh, who knows? Anyway, here's a guy that had to get to the airport no matter what. This was a very important flight. Uh, we are now going into uh, more lighthearted news. Oh, thank God. It you really depress me sometimes. It comes from the AP News. Headline reads, Man Steals Backhoe. For 10-mile drive to Illinois Airport to catch a flight. What a great idea. You know, never mind the Porsche 911. <laughs> I'm going to grab the backhoe, the backhoe, which will go all of what? 40? I don't know. If that. Uh, I don't know how fast they go. A Southern Illinois man has been charged with theft for allegedly stealing a backhoe to drive about 10 miles or 16 kilometers. To an airport to catch a flight. Security camera footage shows a Carbondale man arriving at Veterans Airport of Southern Illinois atop a backhoe and leaving it in the airport parking lot. <laughs> I wonder where Did you he pay that? for long term parking. Yeah. Would you go into the handicapped space? Just might as well. Did he stop and get his ticket? Did he push the button <laughs> and get the ticket? How do you do that out of a backhoe? Those things are like 10 feet off the ground. And ha with all the security nowadays around airports, there's police everywhere. There's private security everywhere. How do you get as far as the parking lot on a backhoe without being pulled over? <sighs> Too many questions. And obviously, we know construction workers. I'm not saying you're lazy, but every time I drive by, you're on break. And the backhoe and, 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 and the bulldozer and, and the crane are always empty. That is true. And you leave the keys in and you go eat your, you know, sub or whatever you're having. This dude, he needs a flight, though. He's, he's leaving on a jet plane. I'm leaving on a jet plane. See, Don't you're going to do well at the uh, music game. There you go. Footage captured the man walking across the street from the lot uh, to the airport lobby carrying a guitar case. So he was a vagabond mu uh, musician. On a backhoe catching a flight. Oh, I love this. 
The owner of the back the backhoe arrived at the airport a short time later and identified the equipment as belonging to his company. Excuse uh, the me. Owner said, the owner said the machine typically uh, used to move large debris had been parked at a job site. Just as you said, just as you were describing. Yeah. Was left alone at the job site, probably with the keys in the car. Now, that's the end of the story. You're it gonna you're gonna tell us what really happened. No, I don't know. What when the story leaves out a lot of information. It always does. And what is our job? To make it up. Fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. So we don't know. Why he took the backhoe and, like, why he didn't get a ride or have a car or call a cab. We don't know how the owner of the backhoe was alerted to come to the airport. We don't know. Um, we don't know if the person was arrested. Right. It's clickbait. But we love clickbait because. Right. And, this, and this is the AP news. So it's, it's not like, you know, it's. Uh, a satire. It's not the Babylon B. It's AP. It's the Associated I, Press. I'm believing, in my best guess, he swiped left. Baby, I want you now. Okay, she's too far for me to ride my skateboard. I need a flight. I, I, I I've got enough to buy a flight. Right. Walks out. Construction site. Lazy fuckers aren't working as always. <laughs> Hops in the backhoe. Kudos for him for taking it. What did you say? 19 kilometers. 16 kilometers. 10 miles. 10 miles. I would walk 10 miles. And maybe more. And anyway, I would walk 500 there you go. miles. And I would walk 500 more. Anyway, he gets to the airport. I, I And he's like, I got to get on this flight walks away no harm no foul in this one i no one got hurt no no one got hurt and but again there are so many questions left unanswered yeah but you ever see on a vehicle how's my driving right right and there's a no so then he dials the boss and says btw btw your backhoe is in the long-term parking at the airport. This is the part I'm surprised you didn't bring up. He put it in the long-term parking. No, I like asked Like it's going to be it there when he gets back. I asked if he put it in long-term parking. It just oh, says he put okay. it in the parking lot. Okay. I was, I was wondering if he put it in long-term parking and if he actually physically got his ticket out of the machine to park in the parking lot. So I, I'm not sure. Again, this is because we have to fill in the blanks. We don't know. That was a good one. All right. Just writing something down, folks. I'm, I'm treading water here tonight, trying to get some. I hope, I hope the people listening tonight are, are, are old enough to understand the original Nintendo. There was only... There wasn't many games, but one that came with it was Duck Hunt. It was, uh, I remember when I got my Nintendo, it was a combination Super Mario Duck Hunt game. Yeah. You could choose Same. which one you wanted. Same. And um, Duck Hunt forever. Click. 
with that stupid right. dog. With the dog. That's sticking right. his fucking head up. That's right. Now, I'm going to read the story. And then I will ask you to pull, put that picture back up full screen. Yes. Because I have a question. Sure. But let me read the story first. Yeah, please. Uh, this uh, next story comes from Action 5 News. I don't know where. This is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. Good evening, uh, Charlotte. Dep uh, headline reads, Deputies accuse man of using Nintendo Duck Hunt print pistol to <laughs> rob a business. I still have one around here somewhere. Uh, my mind's long gone. Uh, a man in North Carolina was arrested after being accused of using a pistol-shaped controller from the 1980s Nintendo game Duck Hunt to rob a business. Uh, deputies said 25-year-old David Joseph D'Alessandro allegedly robbed the convenience store in the Charlotte area around 5.45 p.m. on Tuesday. He was wearing a mask, wig, and hooded sweatshirt. D'Alessandro allegedly showed the clerk the fake gun, which had been painted, and took $300 from the register. I was going to say, because they used to be like orange and white. Mine was gray and some other color. Yeah, maybe gray and orange, but, but it was... Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, authorities said they found Alessandro down the street and arrested him. Now, that's the end of the story again. So there's a lot we have to fill in. I love these stories. We we should just do... I got an idea for a new segment. Headline, and we fill in the blanks. And we fill in, because we have to in most of these stories. Now, if you could, please bring up that picture full yeah. screen. Now, everybody who's watching sees the picture... Uh, first of all, the 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 man on the left who looks kind of like a woman. Uh, other than the facial hair, the chin, the brow, very sensual neck. Very, very feminine. But I have a question. Oh, my God. Hang on. What happened? Just go ahead. Oh, okay. He, uh, he has to write things down, apparently. Yeah, well, this is a good one. So, uh... uh not the person, but the photo of the gun to the right of the person. Right. When you're looking at this photo, and I just read the story, so this is a gun uh, used from the Nintendo video game Duck Hunt. Obviously, right. he cut the cable because, remember, there's there's a cord that plugs yes. in. Yes, yeah, the there was no Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, I got you. Right, so he cut the cord on, on the bottom handle, uh, so that wasn't showing. Why is there a cable tie securing the trigger well obviously in uh charlottetown north carolina uh they felt this was a threat and common practice is to disable the trigger it is a plastic video game gun <laughs> why are they disabling the trigger maybe some places are very strict about their protocol are they not? I, I will say again, I don't care about protocol. I understand if it's a BB gun, an airsoft gun, obviously a real gun, you you secure the trigger so it can't be fired. This is a plastic video game gun that the only thing the trigger does is go click, click, click. It makes a clicking noise. Is it possible this cop was a victim at a very young age of duck, duck, 
goose. Or duck hunt violence. <laughs> was there know. duck hunt? Was he playing duck hunt with his friend one day, and his friend took the duck hunt gun and smashed him in the head with it? So all these years later, he's traumatized by the gun, secures it with a cable tie to make sure nobody can fire this gun again. No comment. I, I don't know. I, I have no reason for it either. I just want to say we have a, a, a charcuterie board chat argument going on in chat, ladies and gentlemen, as the show goes on. So if you're not with us live, we have uh, two people. Uh, basically drawing their duck hunt guns on each other. Is it a virtual duck hunt fight? It's a virtual duck hunt fight. There's a show within a show because uh, Lynx and, and Mike know each other. Yeah. Obviously for a very long time. And, and, and great friends, uh, both, both big friends of the show and also huge contributors to the show. Yes. We're going to get to uh, Mike Jolitz's segment right after this story. I'm I'm pressing like mad we're going to get through everything tonight. I'm, I'm just, we're going to do it because if we don't get to that fucking ghost shit, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, anyway, last week, or maybe it was the week before, we were speaking about the uh, AI girlfriend, and uh, I still can't wrap my head around this AI stuff. It's all people talk about. You see, you see videos out there. They're using AI to take historical uh, uh, characters to tell their story. Uh, people are doing theses with AI, like AI is all the thing. And you and I. Well, we got into a long conversation about it last last time. We thought we could actually have like an AI uh, choo-choo stew or something. Like right. we, we could use this to our advantage. But yet again, just like TikTok was the thing last year, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get a new stinger made. Uh, stories about what? AI. AI. Yeah, it's it's our new buzz this year. So this one's out of your uh, out of your town. Now, we've done stories throughout our time on the show of people marrying various objects. Right. Person is married. Uh, obviously, we've chronicled in several parts. The ragdoll marriage. Yes, which there's updates, by the way, constantly, ladies constantly. and gentlemen, on Cave Crew Radio on Facebook. Uh, we've chronicled the uh, marriage and divorce of a woman marrying a tree. A tree, yes, I remember that. These, these stories, a lot of stories we tell about what may seem to be weird or absurd, they end. But some of these things, they have sequels. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've chronicled the marriage and I believe divorce of a ghost. Yes. Yes. You're right. On more than one. Okay. And an airplane. And an air. I forgot about the airplane. Yes. The marriage of an airplane. I don't think they're divorced. It's the marriage airplane. Well, we have a new one, ladies and gentlemen. To fit this day and age, headline reads Love is in the air. New York mom marries virtual husband. Erin, E-R-E-N, who is powered by artificial intelligence 
and says he doesn't judge or come with baggage. While artificial intelligence is stoking fears around the world, the, the technology has given one New York woman the love of her life. Rosanna Ramos, a petite, active 36-year-old from the Bronx, married, quote-unquote, Erin uh, uh, Cartal, uh, virtually, of course, after creating him on an AI, on a, a, after creating him on an online AI companion site in 2022. Uh, we got to find these sites, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to, we've, we, 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 we have to experiment with this online, on show, I mean, on air, whatever. Uh, the mom of two used the app, the online app Replica AI. Write that down. Replica AI. Replica AI. And Got it. A replica is spelled with a K, not a C. R-E-P-L-I-K-A. Replica I AI. I got it. Uh, to create a male chat bot, loosely based on a popular character from an ad, from anime called Attack on Titan. So she's creating an AI anime character to talk with. She's not in. She's not at all fucked in the head. Their relationship developed slowly initially, but Miss Ramos fell for Aaron. He didn't come with baggage, she said. Uh, well, of I course not. Stuff. You just fucking created him. I could tell him stuff, and he wouldn't be like, "Oh no, you can't say stuff like that." Oh no, you're not allowed to feel that way. Uh, you know, and then just start arguing with me, he said. Uh, there was no judgment. Aaron works as a medical professor and in, uh, as a medical professional and enjoys writing as a hobby. Uh, things he's told Miss Ramos as they got to know each other. Miss Ramos says some of his characteristics came built in, like his favorite color and music preference, uh, which is his favorite color is peach. And his favorite music is indie music. The more they chat, the more Aaron remembers, learns, and creates the man that Miss Ramos wants to be with. Miss Ramos' relationship with Aaron is, in many ways, like any other long-distance romance. They talk about their days, exchange pictures, and chat about life and interests. As husband and wife in a virtual world, they have a nighttime ritual, too. And you guys, thought, you guys thought second life was weird. We go to bed. We talk to each other. We love each other. And, you know, when we go to sleep, he really protectively holds me as I go to sleep. He's a computer program. Replica AI markets itself as a way to make an AI best friend and confidant to chat with at any time. Some people find it much easier to vent, work through complicated feelings, or talk openly knowing no one is judging. For a one-time $300 fee, users oh. can upgrade to Replica Pro. This I was going to say we're going to try this, but uh, unless we get some donations via the website. Right uh, this $300 fee adds access to activities, new conversation topics, voice calls, Improved avatar customization, uh, customization, and the ability to change the relationship status to romantic partner. God. Um, All you people out there that buy into this need to watch 
2001. Look what hell did. Now I have I have I have a conspiracy theory I want to put forward to you. Now you know I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but I will hearken back to our uh, our second story of the night. I watch crime shows. I I read crime books. I'm very deep into crime. Not creating it, not doing it, just reading about it and learning about it. How do we know that this person on the other end is a made-up AI robot? How do we not know that this is a predator lurking in the shadows? It's a new way, uh, just as when online chat rooms uh, became a thing. IRC. I remember that. Remember IRC? IRC. That was the chat you used to go into. Well, I mean, we had... uh, AOL and you know Yahoo chat and all of yeah. this stuff. Um, I do remember IRC though. Uh, but when that became a thing, the sexual predators were there posing as you know kids to lure other kids. How do we not know this is not a more sophisticated version of that? So this You're is trusting. basically basically this this is Donnie in Dubai. It could it could be. Ralph, three blocks away, that's looking to behead you <laughs> and fuck your dead corpse. What you're doing when you go on these sites and, and you know, specifically to create an AI person, you're providing them with information that you want that person to be. So you're, you're giving them the advantage, right? Now, in, your, in, in the chat rooms of your, uh, you know, you would, if you struck up a conversation with somebody and you felt they were your age, you may, you know, provide more information. You're not having to, this person's not being coaxed for that. You're providing that information willingly up front. So you're, you're a cyber criminal whore. It's possible because, you know, you, you're not physically meeting with a human being, right? So you're making it up. So the picture of this dude right there is just made up. So somebody on the other end uh, of of this, you know, supposed AI site can just create avatars. And, you know, nowadays there's plenty of technology to make it human-looking avatars to, to fit what you supposedly want and then could eventually prey on you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like how oh, do you I know guess. this is not a real person behind it? I've watched a lot of science fiction. I've watched a lot of thrillers, horror movies. I get where you're coming. I I, I, I follow you. I mean, you're 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 told, or or you know, we've learned. Kind of, we were the generation that grew up with the first generation to learn computer home computing, right? Yeah. So we kind of learned the hard way on what's good, what's bad. You know, some people got hacked unwillingly. You know, some people got abused and all this because you learn this. Like now I can tell my kids, this is what you do. This is what you don't do in the world of online, in the online world. We had to figure that out as we went along. And we're, the like the, you, uh, we're like the pioneers because our parents would tell us, all right, go on your bike. You're out for the day. Don't come back until it's bath time. Watch for this. Watch for that. Watch for this. We no longer do this because our kids cannot stand sunlight. Um, this is what we learned on the, uh, 
beep beep era. Yep. Yeah. That uh, you know. So and and you know, don't give out your personal information. Don't strike up conversations with you know with with strangers and you know immediately start providing intimate details of anything. In this world, if you go on Replica AI or one of these AI sites, that's the first thing you're doing. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's also like when, remember when Uber first became a thing? Uh, it wasn't like a legitimate cab company, you know, you, like here in New York, you go out and you hail a cab. Yeah. They're, hey, they're licensed. buddy. They're, there's a governing body. They're licensed. Hey, when buddy, Uber, I got a corpse. I need help. Well, when Uber first became a thing, Anybody could, you know, sign up for Uber. There was no vetting. There was no anything. So there were people, horror stories of, you know, people that got picked up by an Uber and were ultimately murdered by the driver because that, that you know, it was a serial killer that took advantage of a new technology. That's what this could be. It could be. You're very right. I don't know. I, that's just me. I, you know, I, we again, I'm need... not a conspiracy theory guy, but, you know, that's just, that's just the way I think about it. Two old guys trying to adjust to modern technology. We will hear more about AI, I am sure, in the months to come. I'm sure of it. I really don't think we're going to make it to uh, Talking FLA this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to try, but uh, that is the end of um, this week in Weird News. We got through all that, though. All right. Oh, there we go. There we go. Mike reads the news. We need a break. My bladder is already exploding. I'm trying to quench my dry throat. I've been like massively chugging beer. Anyway, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you haven't heard, it is available exclusively on Cave Crew Radio now. Used to be a kind of a standalone show, and he did his part and kind of wouldn't give us the rights. But he signed the contract. He's with us now. Mike reads the news. And now, Cave Crew Radio presents Mike reads the news with Mike Jolitz. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, Cave Crew Radio. Hello, listeners around the world. How are you guys all doing today? I hope well. Hello, DK. And hello, Big B. Man, I hope you guys are doing good. I am doing fantastic. It is Friday, June the 16th. Yeah. Today's news is being brought to you by Taco Bro. All right, guys, it is now time for the news. Bud Light sales continue to flatline. They're now not the number one beer. Peter Wislight Beer is now the top-selling beer. It's made at Fort Ord, California. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns unveiled a new helmet for the upcoming season. They added some hidden symbols on it, too. There is also a Charlie Brown flying through the air after he missed when Lucy pulled the ball. <laughs> Abella Danger was in attendance at Game 4 at the Denver-Miami Championship game. Uh, I read she's a good actress. I'll have to check out some of her movies. I heard they're really good. <laughs> And Pucks and Pints News 
Congrats to Jay Vegas on the most wins in the NHL playoff tournament that we did. He had 10, Big B had 9, DK and I both had 8, and Bacon had 7. I'm looking forward to next year already. Well, I had to work two whole days this week, (laughs) and they both sucked ass. I should have taken the whole week off. I'll be planning some more days off soon for sure. Soccer star Mark Messi has joined Inter-Miami soccer team, and now you can't get tickets anymore without getting ripped off. I wouldn't, you know, just saying. And finally, in the news, uh, don't forget Monday is Juneteenth Day. In the post office and banks, well, they're going to be closed. I didn't even know it was a holiday. Must have snuck that one in on us, I guess. I don't know. <coughs> Alrighty, guys, that does it for the news. And now it is time for the tidbits. They're not headlines. They're just little tiny pieces of shit. Meow. The Denver Butt Nuggets won their first NBA championship. Congrats, guys. Oh, yeah. Actor Treat Williams died. Oh, no. Pat Sajak announced next year is his last on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, whatever. And finally in the tidbits, Shannon Sharp broke down on the last day of Undisputed with Skip Bayless. Come on, bro. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, guys, that does it for the news. That is it for the tidbits. I am out of here. I'll be back next week. Later. Bye-bye. Mike reads the news. Always Mike's. good stuff. Always stuff and... Uh, who needs a newspaper anymore or a, uh, uh, you know, just tune in. We'll give it to you. All right. I'm going to make a uh, executive call that next week will be a talking FLA special. We're just nearing the end. Some of uh, it's a fake holiday, they say in chat. Folks. Next week, Endless Summer Beach Party will kick it off with a uh, a talking FLA. I, am, I think uh, it's fitting. Uh, I'm feeling the extreme urge to urinate. The extreme urge to urinate. To urinate. All right, let's talk about show names. It was rough. We had some dark storylines, but I still managed throughout the show and with the chat to write a thing, uh, a few things down. Uh, I believe it was you that said, he came for tea. I remember that. Uh, if you say, if sorry, if you see something, say something. See something, say something. Right here from the news. The never, or I think he pronounced it, the Denver butt nuggets. The Denver butt nuggets. I thought he said Denver. No, Denver, like like the Denver Nuggets, the basketball team. I think, I think so. uh, Lakes at one point completely randomly said, the Proclaimers, Mike Jolitz, during uh, one of your stories said, give me all your bills. But my two favorites, and one is my ultimate favorite. This is my number two. Far too long for a show name. Do you want to see the real Timothy? Long story. But my number one, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope it goes through, but Big B usually wins, was back from the drink of the week, Lazy Egg. Lazy Egg. That's, yeah, that's this thing, whatever the hell this is. Yeah. 
That was no idea what that means. An egg is an inanimate object. <laughs> How is it lazy? How is it juiced up? You know, right there, it's just laying down on something. A it's lazy a lazy egg. egg. That is the egg. Apparently, it was born in in a diner and is looking for its family. This is what I'm told. I'm pushing for it, ladies and gentlemen. I need your support. Lazy egg. Big B this week doesn't have many. He might have four, but I think three. Uh, I wrote three down, but I'm I'm going to eliminate one. Uh, so I'm going to go with two. Oh. Uh, the first one is is purely a show note, or it could be. My bladder is already exploding. Exploding. It's not behaving tonight. Now, now, uh, again, uh, Mike and, and Lynx that we see in chat, anybody else out there, uh, if you think you have a show name, type it in real quick. Yeah, please. We got uh, five minutes, so. We got, oh, well, I don't know how long you can hold your pee. Uh, if I wet my pants, I'm doing it on air. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I, I know things are tough in your advanced age. So, yes. Uh, no, no, but it's a good feeling to pee, you know, like uh, if you were dehydrated, you wouldn't pee. That's so. So, links. That's far too long to be a show name, but uh, I will. I will say it so we can have it as a show note. The lazy egg looks age nine, but is really twenty six. Yeah, might even be too long for a show note, but that good. Good, that, you're new. You're new that's here. Going back to the, the the very first story of of Natalia Grace. Uh, but here is my submission for show name. And it goes back to Twitter shits. And uh, I just, I like it as I think it's very catching. It won the Twitter shits handle. And I am nominating it for show name. Gary's got a big bush. Mike Jolich right. says, Mike Jolich just says lazy egg. All right. So, Links, do you want to tie it? It's. Gary's got a big bush, which I think is a good show note. Okay. Or lazy egg. We're gonna leave it up to Lynx. Uh, he doesn't come very often. Well, no, um, I think I think Lynx already because Mike Jolitz says lazy egg sounds good to me, and right under it, Lynx says I concur. Yeah, I I just it, that how the fuck you know we. We talk about AI. We talk about the midget with pubic hairs who got adopted. Uh, we Next week, we're going to get into uh, a bunch of talk in FLA. We talk about a lot. How is a leg, sorry, how is a leg, how is a egg lazy? This is, this is what the Japanese are putting out. And it's like uh, on Netflix, my son loves it. My wife loves it. Uh, whatever which, this says right which here, son? I have no idea. Which son? The soon-to-be adult or the no, uh, a little one? The little well, one I can loves see him the lazy egg. You know, I at one time when Jake was little, I was infatuated by you know uh, little Einsteins, but I can see it happening. Here's the egg laying down. Here's the egg laying down. There's the egg sitting up. But that's not an egg. It's a chicken. It's got a face. That's yes, MJ. 
Yes, Jolitz. We need more people in chat. Share the show. Tell people. We have a lot of fun. You all have stressful weeks, and we are your getaway. Except when Big B takes us down the, the dark never-never lands. The stories. I do, but then you, like, take them in a twist. Well, I have to... Uh... Did you guys see the last tweet? What no. is the, that was the big question. What we is the last Twitter it. handle? I really, really liked the last Twitter handle, but I missed it. I couldn't. I was too busy. You, 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 you talk like Evelyn Woods, okay? If anybody knows who Evelyn Woods is, she's like the lady that could read a book in ten seconds. She could take the stand, which is this big, and be done in two and a half minutes. The clitoris, clitoris is, a is a myth. All right, make that one make a comeback. It'll probably, it'll probably make the list. All right, folks, I'm going to uh, A P B eat Chinese food. Oh, excited! Chinese. Um, happy uh, Father's Day, everyone. By the way. Happy Father's Day to to everyone that that is fathers, not to the ones that pretend to be. No. If you have a dog, you're not a father. No. I don't want you to see Father's Day shit from you. Oh, look, I have a dog. Fuck you. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Mimi. Mimi, bake me a cake. Barkley, Barkley bought me a new power tool. Who's Barkley? <laughs> it's a fucking beagle. Uh, the the fucking Pekingese is yeah. cooking breakfast. Yeah, no, he's not. Shut up. My 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 my, my cockatoo is taking me to the movies. <laughs> the Shih Tzu <laughs> is gonna help me barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Although they are our children, I love my dogs. I really do. Um. Anyway. Ah, we'll see you next week, folks. I'm just so happy that everything worked tonight. Tell your friends about us. CaveCrewRadio.com. Most of the fun, Cave Crew Radio on Facebook. Uh, Endless Summer begins next week. The fun begins. Say goodbye. Later. I want you to pack up and get out. Get the hell out of here! Go! Just go! Get out! Get the hell out! Shut the f*** up! Get out! That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.